0: Um, you know, I, I had I had a Run DMC tape. I had a, yeah. had some, um, a little bit of hip hop. What, what was your <laughs> first tape? Do you,
1: know, do you remember your first tape? I remember my first tape.
0: Uh, well, you know what? I had the. Uh, I think we had we had tapes, but I I actually and it's going to make me sound real bougie, but we did the Columbia Music Club. So I remember. I remember what oh my,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I remember what my first you, you CDs would get the little were. the
1: little tabs and you would get to order them. I remember those.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think my first—I remember that our first CD that my brother and I got was uh, Madonna's self-titled first album. That was one of the, the CDs we got, and then I think, um, and I remember the ones I got. Where you get like seven free CDs or whatever, and I got, right. and I still—I <laughs> honestly, this is sad that six-year-old Joey and um, current Joey still listen to these CDs, which is Dire Straits' "Brothers in Arms." Just tell oh, one it's of my great, favorite man. albums.
1: Yeah, that's sure um, great.
0: Billy Joel Volume, credit Sits Volume 1 and 2.
1: Love some Billy Joel.
0: Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. Uh, you
1: guys like hanging out by the ocean? Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think some AC/DC. I think I've got to put a couple AC/DCs in there. So yeah, I'm pretty yeah. white. Pretty white. S- speaking of white, Wait a second, wait a to second.
1: Have, before we get to that, have you packaged all those to hand off to Augie? Like that's like a father son moment where you're like, Augie, I'm handing you my Columbia tapes, Bruce Springsteen, ACDC, Madonna, the classics.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm you know as we spoke last week about the the heavy metal four year old stuff. I'm trying to get him into that stuff, but he's always just you know he keeps going back to. His favorite song, which is Rascal Flats, Life is a Highway from the Car Soundtrack. That's hey, he Dad,
1: wants. how come we always take <laughs> it? Well, let me tell you, Augie. <laughs> we're not gonna take it. No! We ain't <laughs> gonna take it. Um, uh, transition yeah. away, segue away my friend.
0: Well, I was just gonna say, speaking of white guy stuff, um, if you are a. We're
1: not gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: walk walked into that one if if you are a local of los angeles especially in the hollywood area you will be familiar with the magic castle which is just a big sure. mansion full with filled with old nerds that probably have ponytails and live in squalor but they're really good at card tricks and i love it i just think the magic castle is rad and you have to know somebody to get into it you can't just call and make a reservation you have to have an invitation from a member of the magic castle the way it's decorated is it kind of looks like the haunted mansion from disneyland mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of old timey you know um, atmosphere stuff there's a um an old piano that is like a ghost plays it so you can make <laughs> all requests. they're like hey play uh you know, New York State of Mind, and then there's there's obviously someone. other I mean, New I York
1: State me. of mind. Would a ghost Would a ghost actually play some Billy Joel? Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, like I think you could
0: just if they don't know the song because it's a person. Near, I mean, it's a spoiler, but there's a person on the other side of the wall, and I think it's like a two sided piano, so you're seeing the piano that no one's sitting at, so. There on the other side of the wall, playing it, and the, the keys get pressed down on the the dummy piano, but it's as if a ghost is playing it. So you'd be like, "Hey, play, um, you know, whatever the hell, like you know, uh, play an Adele song, and then whatever song they can play, they'll they'll play. But if they don't know it, they'll just kind of mash their hand on the the keys. So it's just like, Meh. like you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not gonna play no. here. I'm not gonna play Lizzo for you or whatever. Hey,
1: um, hey, ghost. Play Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it.
0: You know what that means is I have to take some video tomorrow night at the Magic Castle. Yeah, do it. Of me requesting Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it. You have to wear a suit. You... In the name of love. <laughs> um, you know what? You know what that song's about, Joe. You'll you'll never guess what, what. pour some sugar on me is about.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Magic Castle.
0: <laughs> um, you, you know, at the Magic Castle, you have to you have to. Um, there's a strict dress code. You have to wear a tie. You have to wear a suit, and when you walk into the lobby, there's like a a bookshelf, and you say the magic word, and like the bookshelf kind of retracts. It's like a trick door. There's a lot of that sort of shenanigan stuff. So, anyways, excited about that. That's going to be cool. But um, before we get into uh, football, NFL football, are you are you around people that talk about succession all the time, Joe?
1: I do not uh, line up. But that's the thing is Succession is not the kind of show that they watch. And it feels like that's a thing that maybe, you know, for L.A. and for uh, TV. uh, We talked about the Mm -hmm. Emmys last time. uh, Focus people that they're into Succession and maybe I'm missing out.
0: Um, Speaking of Succession, um, how about that uh, Rams-Bucks game?
1: I don't know that I'm ready to go there yet. I don't know (laughs) that I'm comfortable talking about that game yet. What do you have for dinner tonight, um, Joey? <laughs>
0: Eventually, Joe, you're going to have to talk about the rams bucks game. You can't just ignore it's it. It's
1: unavoidable. It's there at the end of the night, like that magician <laughs> who you just don't want to talk to. Do you have As any idea how I conjured up these three magic bowls from my presence? No! And I don't care. It's a great <laughs> trick. <sighs> Alright, let's start. Where, where do we start? What are we going to... I don't know. I don't how, know how
0: about how about we just we just say that... Well, how about we do some intros?
1: Yeah, you're right. You're always right. Joey, at Ellie Rams, Rams, Rams. what's up, man?
0: Oh, hello, everyone.
1: I'm Joey. I didn't the, see you there. Mm, it's, like, it's like Magic Castle. Poof! <laughs> Joey-o. Um, Joey the jerk. I'm at 3K underscore. We're going to talk about football. I really don't want to. This game was very weird. It was very annoying.
0: Once it was seven nothing, or no, let's say once it was twenty-one nothing. I was gonna say keep going. Think, keep going. Keep going. Was there any point at that game once it became twenty-one nothing that you, did you think that the Rams were gonna win?
1: Yeah, no, near the end when we got the pick six from. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I won't say going to win that when they got the pick six. It was a game, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, I. I here's the thing about going to win is that's one of those like professor type things. Like the Rams are the face of destiny. Like get the fuck. out of here <laughs> I, don't, I don't do this. The, you know, when you, when you get down by one score, it's possible. So I, I wouldn't say there was ever a point that I thought the Rams were going to win. I don't, I don't do the idea of going to win, but, but could win. We were within one score and, uh, you know, we had the momentum on our side and we were that close. And I think, uh, more than anything, and yeah, I, I know we're going to get into various parts of this game, that was a testament to the Rams to be able to go down 21 to nothing and fight all the way back late into the game and for Marcus Peters to pick off a very Jameis Winston pass uh, mm-hmm. and sac- and sacrifice himself going into the end zone to take him within, what was it, five, I think, at that point? I think it was 45 to 40.
0: Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, they, they did the failed two-point conversion that yeah. – um would have made it three. Did did you Did you agree with the way um with the quote from Michael Brockers where he said that they were they were served a slice of humble pie?
1: That's very you Houston, Texas. That's very. <laughs> look, uh-huh. uh, this game we got served some cold potato salad. You know, it was like a coleslaw with a chicken fried steak of a game. <laughs> Michael, you you seem not to be talking about the football, but just putting it in football terms. Yeah, this was like a, this was like a pork chop of a performance. I don't know what to say. This was cold marinated ribs.
0: <laughs> I like your brockers. That's a good brockers. Um, I'm going to throw out some some stats, and I, I and I know you are a um, encyclopedia of NFL knowledge. So I'm going to ask Ew. you a question. Here we go. Gross. <laughs> Has there ever been a quarterback in NFL history that has thrown for 517 yards or over 500 yards? Let's just say over 500 yards with a QB rating of 40. I'm
1: just picturing the ball. I'm picturing Jared Goff just lofting the ball directly into the hands of the defense softly so I can be brought in with comfort. I'm going to say no. I don't see how that's possible.
0: So – if we're just going to break down the game, I think a good way to talk about it is, um, let's just talk about the play selection real quick.
1: I was gonna, there's no good way to talk about it. There's no good way to talk about but, it. From you Marston. know what?
0: This is just going to be the way we're going to talk about it. So the. Rain,
1: some <laughs> sugar on me.
0: In the name of love.
1: In the so, name of golf.
0: So old baby hands, Jared Goff threw the ball. <laughs> baby hands. 68 times.
1: He threw the ball 68 times, man. How weird is that? How weird? Let's point this out. That's tied for the third most in NFL history for a single game, passing attempts. That's really, really weird.
0: It was weird. Uh, here's, Here's a stat I don't understand. The team passed for 490 yards, but Goff passed for 517. Is that an error? (laughs) <laughs> I'm reading.
1: And somehow Todd Gurley passed for like 80 of those. I mean, that's not true, but it doesn't matter. That's just what a weird game.
0: Um, yeah. So he was sacked twice, which I was I'm kind of surprised that actually the way the defensive line played that he was only sacked twice for twenty seven yards, which is kind Th- that's of That's a good
1: point though. And and that's something we should give Jared Goff credit for. He's very good at maneuvering in the pocket. To get a little bit of space to operate—that's that's one of his better skills. Uh, we saw it a lot. Um, he he's not a he's not a mobile quarterback, but he's very good at that little what R. Kelly would call a one-two step,
0: mm-hmm. where he
1: can hit his one-two step, one-two step slide and open up into passing lanes. He's very good at that.
0: Yeah, he's a he's um, he's a, he's, a uh, he's an enigma that that, that Jared Goff. So. He had himself a day. I guess we could talk about his turnovers because that's a huge part of this game. And I know we don't want to talk about it. Uh, me being a Jared Goff stan, I don't want to talk about it. But he did turn over the ball. Are you more times, uh, Joey? Here's a question. Mm-hmm.
1: You're you're still a Jared Goff stan?
0: I think I'm right or die, Joe.
1: Are we starting to lose? What's the right term here? Stanism. What? How how much? How much more can you um, accept of this before you start to question your scenery?
0: Well, it was definitely was tested during this game, but yeah. I really liked the way he played in the second half. Um, sure. I really love his connection with Robert Woods. I feel like his receivers are great. I wrote a piece today that went up on the um, show times. About how I think the uh, identity of the team right now is the trio of wide receivers. I think that the hard to disagree. They're the best part of this team right now. They're fantastic, and I don't think there's any other team in the NFL that has a talent that is one, two, three like the Rams. The Buccaneers happen to have a great duo, but then there's a dive. There's a little bit of a drop off because the next guy you have is 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 a tight end which is very common with a lot of NFL teams and we don't have that. We have just three wide receivers and it's just a really interesting uh, dynamic and I feel like Jared Goff really uses them um to you know to 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 to, to, to maximum effect sometimes. I think I'm just going to get back to the turnovers because I feel like the three Interceptions weren't necessarily... Um, the, three, the three interceptions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So look, we've got to talk about it. Now, um, how, what would you say, of those three interceptions, would you say all of them were bad throws? <sighs> would you say all three interceptions was, what was he doing? You can't make that throw. Jared Goff is a bum? Or was one or two one, or all of one.
1: them? Yes, one was worse than the other two
0: because the way I kind of look at it is one of them is when he uh there is was, there's was just a breakdown in 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 the lineman coverage and yep. you know he he kind of panicked and he, and he threw the ball on us yeah. two of them were deflections exactly right?
1: one one was worse than the other two for sure,
0: and so it just it just felt like they just didn't have it in 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 in, in the same way that the defense didn't have it. And Jared Goff isn't an interception machine. Like typically he doesn't turn over the ball as much as he did today. This is, this is an outlier game probably. Oh, you know, can I, can I just jump in and change the subject for like a hot second? Um, I know we're talking, we're we're talking, but we're just talking about dancing and, uh, are you familiar with the Reggie Watts? Do you know, do you know the Reggie Watts?
1: I know Reggie Watts. I don't. What's a, I'm not f- hmm, cognizant enough to to know the jokes as yeah. they come. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, he does a lot of um, he does like music too, and it's kind of like hipster New York kind of hip hoppy dance boogie music disco bullshit.
1: <laughs> that's a lot um, of words. That's a that's a very niche market.
0: Yeah, but he's like funny. But he's also kind of he he has the groove. Yeah. Right. Anyways. I, I went to this thing. Um, it was like a like a virtual reality thing over in uh, in LA the other day, and he was hosting it because he had this sort of virtual reality portal thing where you it's called like in and you, you you're in a, a music shop, and then suddenly you're dancing, and you you have these kind of um, little wands in your hand, and and you can dance on the ceiling and on the wall, and it was really cool and interactive, and and he's in the thing, and you're wearing a virtual reality like Oculus mask. And, I think that's
1: called Thailand.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, and so Def Leopard was there. and, and <laughs> like playing. So, you know, he's doing it. And it's kind of like the way you're just doing the dancing, dancing. You know, he's doing that. And um, so I, we sign up for it. And I put the mask on and I'm doing it. And and there's like a digital Reggie Watts that's within the, the virtual reality thing. And he's kind of doing the robot. And, and I really enjoy doing the robot. It's my favorite dance because <laughs> I'm. I'm not awesome at <laughs> dancing, but I can do the robot. So, um, I oh, said, is you that why?
1: That that's why. That's, there's no other reason,
0: right? I well, you know, it's it's fun, and I I we're enjoy not playing. gonna take it. <laughs> Can't stop doing twisted sister dances,
1: <laughs> Joey. Somehow we've started with this game. We haven't talked about it. Todd Gurley had five characters.
0: Wow. I know he did. He really did.
1: You make you make sense of this. You try.
0: I think. I think we're being um I think we're being lied to. <laughs> we we talk about it all the time. We talked about it all summer, we talked about it even last postseason, even the end of last season yeah. when uh CG Anderson was playing. But I think the really interesting uh facet was last year they actually acknowledged that there was a problem, right? They were like, hey, Todd Gurley has a knee problem, we're gonna Uh, give some carries to C.J. Anderson, and that's what happened. And we didn't really complain much because we still had a running game, right? Because we had Meatball. So then this offseason happens, and then the third round, we select Daryl Henderson, and we're all thinking, okay, well, he's the new C.J. Anderson. So great. And then Malcolm Brown comes up, and he's like, okay, he's healthy. Fine. It'll be Malcolm Brown playing the role of C.J. Meatball Anderson, and if that doesn't work, we got Daryl Henderson, and then we just have the ghost of Todd Gurley, and maybe he'll he'll play. But we're not
1: getting any of that. What we're, what we're getting The Ghost of Todd Gurley this weekend at the Magic Castle.
0: Ooh. <laughs> but instead, instead of getting either those three Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, or the ghost of Todd Gurley's knee, you know what we're getting? We're getting 68. Passing attempts. (laughs) And we're getting 11, 11 carries from the running game. Five of them from from Todd Gurley, five from Malcolm Brown, and one from Cooper Cup for negative two yards. Total, total, all of the yards of all of those numbers is 28 yards. Todd Gurley had the longest run of them because he had two touchdowns. So that's the defense. I know people got mad at me because I gave a bad grade to the run game because Chuck Gurley had, had, had two touchdowns. But <laughs> the fact that they got into the red zone and they had a chance to even score a touchdown had nothing to do with the way that they were running the ball. It just happened to be how they got into the end zone. So, you know?
1: Todd Ger- Ted Gurley had one run for 13 yards, he had four other runs <laughs> for a combined three yards.
0: Okay, so that's the question. Is our starting quarterback. Also, or RB3? I,
1: I think here's the answer for all Rams games for the next month. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I have no clue. I have no idea if Jared Goff is going to throw 68 times. I have no idea if he's going to throw. I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Goff throws the ball 20 times next week and Daryl Henderson gets 20 rushes. I have no idea what we're doing. This makes no sense. And I'm just right. This is like a roller coaster of love. Watch out, <laughs> roller <coaster.
0: laughs>
1: This is it. We're riding the golf coaster. I have no idea what we're doing, man. None of it
0: makes sense. Uh, I'm sorry. I um, let's turn that off there. So I um, I got a question. Then is um, do, do you think that the Rams are playing right now as if? They're down twenty-one at the beginning of the first quarter of the game.
1: Maybe. They they, they ran more after they were down twenty-one to nothing than they did before. So I don't, I don't I don't know.
0: Well they haven't they haven't started any games, any games this season, they haven't run the ball at the first quarter.
1: The Rams have six points combined in the four first quarters they've played this season that's tied for second worst in the NFL. We're talking about the Los Angeles Rams who just went to the Super Bowl last year. I have no I have no concept of what they're doing or what they're capable of on offense. And I'm comfortable admitting that. That's where I'm at, Joey.
0: Yeah, I know. It's um it's interesting. But you know, we keep talking about the offense and I'll ask you a question is was is the biggest concern the offense or the defense that gave up fifty five points to Jameis Winston and the Yeah, Tampa Bay I, tw- I tweeted
1: about that, I think, in the fourth quarter. I think the difficulty is when you look at, you know, quarterback, running back skill positions. We've got a 2018, 2017 season to lean back on and say, these guys are good. The offensive line was part of the problem this last game. And they really weren't, you know, uh the first three mm-hmm. games. I know there was a concern, obviously, moving on from Saffold and John Sullivan going to uh just a no boom brian allen but they held up the first three games they certainly didn't this last game and when you talk about the defense the defense was phenomenal the first three games uh absolutely (laughs) horrible at this last game uh somebody mentioned one of the comments was do you admit that the offensive line is I, an absolute concern now well it wasn't the first three games i don't I, I don't know i don't know you know should we be concerned about the secondary they got picked apart you gave them the grade the f grade in your foregarden people like how can you give them an f well because they were horrible that's why you gave them an f um i don't know man it's uh it's an interesting it kind of dichotomy between how much do we uh, pull out of this game, Week Four, and how much do we grade them on the mm-hmm. previous three weeks? I don't know. I don't have a good. Uh, I don't have a good sense of that, especially going into Thursday on a short week against Seattle.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Do, what, would you would you say that the front seven of the Seattle Seahawks is weaker or stronger than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <sighs>
1: that's a good question. I mean, Shaq Barrett obviously is giving people fits. Here here's a better question for you. How do, you, how do you feel about the offensive line? They they held up well early on, and then we dealt with Austin Blythe going out and Jamil Demby coming in. This was their worst week. Rob Havenstein and Andrew Whitworth and the penalties, this was their worst week. How do you feel about the Rams' offensive
0: line? I definitely think it's their weakest position, for sure. It feels and like
1: it coming out of that game, right?
0: It really does. It really does. And I know that the blame can always be put on the skill position players, but it was interesting that we talked about the offensive line a lot during the off season, but we also talked about the linebackers and sure. I'm not, I'm not pleased with the linebacker unit. And I, I was a little bit surprised that Bryce Hager going out caused such a problem. <laughs> that was a little bit, that was a little bit of a shocker, but it, it, it felt like they really took a hit by not having him in there.
1: Do you think Johnny Munt was like, in Coach, put me in. This is my chance, Johnny. You don't even play linebacker.
0: You're I know. You can co- put me in any position, there, Coach. I'll play kicker, punter, cheerleader. I'm Johnny Munt.
1: Anytime you need a field goal kick, I'm your man, Johnny. Have you ever kicked field goals before? Absolutely not. But that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I'll be the goalpost. I'll put my hands up. You just kick it in between, right above my head.
1: You tell me it's fourth and seven. I tell you it's July fourth. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's one of those things where this game was so weird. Between 68 pass attempts, five rushing attempts for Todd Gurley, it was it was it was, mm-hmm. it was an anomaly of a game, and, and and it's going to be an anomaly of a game by the time we get to the end of the season. It was just one of those things. It was like how did how did how did we bait ourselves into this point? Why didn't we run the ball more? Why didn't we why why how how come we didn't have a Better game plan on defense. The Tampa Bay scored three touchdowns out of the first four possessions. I don't know. It was a weird situation.
0: And how about Marcus Peters? He gets burned by Mike Evans, just humiliated, just torched for a touchdown. And then the next series, he does the pick six and then just gets his head broken going into the end zone. And, I, and i'm a little bit curious that he's not on the injury report right i mean I know they haven't announced the full injury report well
1: but... te- technically technically he was added to the injury report with a face laceration because of the cut that he suffered on his face which if you saw he had a cut on the left side of his face how is he not on the, how is he not on the injury he's report not, with a concussion so he's not
0: currently or officially in the concussion protocol
1: apparently not he's on there with a face laceration how is that possible he got knocked the fuck out
0: he did he did get knocked the fuck out that was that was scary i didn't like that i didn't like that at all but um yeah man so that game happened and now we're three and one (laughs) (laughs) what a a great recap
1: that game
0: happened happened but um well done, Joey. but we're not totally done talking about it because we have to have a little bit of a uh, segment of the show. I like to call golf talk.
1: That game. That game happened. That's my. New, that's my new segment. That game happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's move to golf talk.
1: Golf talk with Joey. Um, where to? You well, decide. It's golf talk with Joey.
0: So there was an article in the Ringer that they um, they ran today, talking about how. Um, I think it was last night actually. Are his hands too small? Is he fumbling the ball too much? And it's a fair question because he has fumbled the ball thirteen times in you know, since the end of last season, like in, you know, about as many games. Like he is it's not just a an outlier, just oh, you know, he got a bad hit there, or oh, that was a lucky, you know, strip sack or whatever sort of excuse you want to throw he is definitely it's becoming an issue and
1: here's, here's a question for you Joey where where in your issues with mm-hmm. golf does that ring
0: I, I honestly I think that's top top two top three wow okay and I, I think I think um I just I think <laughs> I think if you're fumbling the ball twice a game and one of those is it goes to the other team for a touchdown yeah that's a concern i'm I'm worried about that i don't like that i don't want my quarterback to fumble the ball so the other team could just pick it up and run it in for a touchdown it's it's not helpful joe how much
1: of how much of your issue is that it went for a touchdown against the buccaneers but it didn't against the saints do you think Jared Goff needs to grease the referees? Hey, wise guy. Hey, sorry. we <laughs> say we put a little timeout on the fumble there, and we uh, yeah. kill off this 80-yard return. I
0: get you a, I get you a 40, of course, light. See, yeah. Who's the guy?
1: Who's the guy that does? It's it's not Goff. It's it's not Johnny Munt. Who's the guy that's like, hey, black and white? What do we say? We put a little 40 on the side, call a timeout on this.
0: I think it's the uh, I think it's their their, their trainer. It's um.
1: <laughs> <God>. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so So we do- <laughs> uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> he has, like, he like puts on a fedora and then like, they're just like <laughs> kind of blowing a slow saxophone song. He's like, Hey there, stripes. Yeah. Hey
1: there, stripes. Say stripes, what do I pull steroids <laughs> in this guy? You look the <laughs> other way. I send you a little PBJ on the side, hey. <laughs>
0: I says, uh, you didn't see nothing, I, I says. Scrams. And <laughs> make like a shadow and get out of here. So, uh, go
1: Make like a sheep and ram it. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> you get out of here. We're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> ah. We're not
1: going to take it.
0: <laughs> that, that's a, um, that was a cut track from the Guys and Dolls soundtrack.
1: We are definitely talking about NFL
0: football what? in this game. Okay, so <laughs> Goff has very small hands. He fumbles the ball. We already talked about his. <laughs> it's golf talk, Joe. It's golf talk. I uh, respect the golf talk. So we already mentioned the interception, right? So one of them was it We, all-
1: we got to do an intro song for golf talk, like a. Like a Sally Jesse Raphael mm-hmm. or like a well a Dr. Steve Brule kind of thing. Like a
0: It almost needs like a like a golf talk. Lo- like, like a news like did You're listening? To golf
1: talk. <sighs> golf
0: talk. talk. So we got those two beats. Other things I want to talk about on golf Talk, Joe, is what is What's really holding Goff back, and the offensive line we already talked about. I mean, I feel like that's not helping. But going back to Todd Gurley because he is a uh, he's a, he's a lightning rod of uh, to, of this show, and his knee I think is really hurting Goff because, I mean, not just specifically not directly his knee, but the fact that he's only getting five touches. The play action is non-existent, and instead, you're just forcing Goff to be this drop-back passer. And it almost goes back to his rookie season when when Gurley really struggled as well in the um, in the Fisher years. And once once they got Gurley going again, and they established the play action, is when Goff really took off. <laughs> See what I did there. But this, they're getting away from that, and it feels like the question that we're we're really having with Coach McVay is where is he, where is he going? Like, what's his plan? Like, is this what he wants? Is he kind of like, eh, this is how I want the, the team to play, or at least, at least it's I want them to execute this vision, or or is he just kind of using what the cards he has? Is he kind of like. Hey guys, you don't even know what what I'm dealing with. Like, I got a bunch of jokers in my in my hand, and you know, Gurley is in a lot of pain. And it, it, it's it's interesting that he's not just trying to do a play action or trying to push the run game with Malcolm Brown and just putting Gurley on the side. It just it's it's just interesting that he just keeps kind of going. No, we're just gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make Goff into this this complete eighty percent passing. Quarterback, or maybe it's ninety percent. I mean, I'm not very graded at, at math, but um, w- w- what it all kind of leads to was was a um, was a question that was bandied about today, which is it's a little too soon right now. But the question is going to rise up to the surface: is are the Rams re- going to regret this Jared Goff contract? Four games in, five games in, six games in. What the, I think the question is already being brought up and maybe it's unfair sure but right now we have a loud problem (laughs) we got this guy that's being exposed because he's being a quarterback or he's being the type of quarterback that he's not built for we've already established what kind of quarterback Goff could be and it feels like they're trying to make him into something he's not
1: um i will ask the question my wife asked me at the end of the game when I mentioned that Jerry Goff didn't have a great game and she looked at me and she said, he got that new girlfriend, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I said, yeah.
1: She said, well, that's all you need to know. How about that? How about that for analysis, folks? Yeah. He got that new girlfriend, right? Yep.
0: How about that? That's 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 very interesting because I remember on Hard Knocks in season one and Fisher was, was gushing about Goff. And I think he actually was talking to, 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 to Kroenke about it. But they're saying, he's like, oh, yeah, he's really focused. He's good. And one of the things that Fisher says, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. And he's just going to focus on getting right and becoming a great quarterback. He doesn't have any distractions. And now he has a boob popsicle on his hands, and he's turning the ball over. I think your wife had the point, Joe. Stan Cronky.
1: He had that girlfriend, right? Oh yeah. He had a girlfriend. He can he can't manage them $5 million billion dollar developments. He had a girlfriend staying cracked <laughs> This game was weird. It was 55 to 40. It was, it was too much. It was too, it was too extreme. It's too weird. I'm not going to take a lot away from it. Um, we get out of this. We go into Thursday, Seattle, Seahawks in Seattle. This is not a friendly game. This is part of the problem with losing a game like this is it opens up losses to everybody. We, 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 were, we were unanimous in our preseason predictions. We were unanimous in our game week predictions. We all thought the Rams were going to win this, and we didn't, which means we can lose any of these other ones. Um, what do you think about the, 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 the course of the team, the Seattle Seahawks? Where, where, where are you at now? that we've lost the game.
0: I don't like it. I don't want to play the Seattle Seahawks right now. I want a bye week. I want to just, you know, forget about (laughs) the Rams for a hot second. I feel like this Thursday night football game is coming just real fast. It is. And when you, when you have a Thursday game after a win, or even in like a like a like a loss where you're like, hey, eh, you know what? Eh, that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. But th- this was just this was just three knockout punches to the face in a row. And Seattle's coming in; they're also three and one, but they have this, this, this
1: only lost to the New Orleans Saints.
0: Yeah, and they have this this sort of confidence and this swagger that's completely different. Than what we have i mean i feel like russell wilson is this sort of mvp candidate he's being floated about of everybody's talking about him like he's this golden boy of the nfl and you know he's he's great no no one's questioning whether russell russell wilson deserves his contract or whether he's great everybody's like nope he's fantastic leave that little guy alone but but Leave that. Leave that little guy alone. That little tiny boy in his little satin pajamas. He's fine. Yeah, Russell Wilson's a little freak. It's um, it it's it's one of those things where you you're, in one way they're playing on the road, against a team that everybody can agree is pretty good. So if mm-hmm. if the Rams lose to Seattle, it's 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 not a panic mashing game. It's not.
1: Are you sure?
0: Well. No, I don't I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I mean, granted it's 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 embarrassing and it's going to you know, drop them down on the power rankings and I think there's going to be some some articles written about how maybe they're not contenders anymore, but all of that stuff is you know, doesn't really matter. It's not conjecture, you know. It's or it is conjecture. It's it's your it's it's your opinion, man. But I think that they can um they could lose this game and still make the playoffs, but True. it's also True. going to say, I mean, to me, what's really more important about this game isn't what people say, isn't what the power rankings are. I think it's really just how the team responds, and I'm really looking at Coach Sean McVeigh. I really want to see how this guy is going to adjust his game plan, how he's going to evolve the offense, how Coach Wade Phillips is going to um, respond with his defense? Are they going to, who are they going to start at middle linebacker next to Corey Littleton? Is, is Bryce Hager going to play? Are they going to put Troy Reeder in? Is there anybody else? I think, uh, to me, more than, you know, I think people like to talk about this like, oh, is this a, a must win game? Or, you know, what is this going to say about the NFC West and any of that bullshit? It's like, well, yeah, sure, all that stuff matters to a degree. But I wanna see I wanna see signs of where the Rams are going for the rest of the season. And I think this is a big moment because it's a gut check game. They don't have they have a short week. They're playing against a rival. They're playing on the road, and it's prime time. So you got some eyes on the team, you got some arms crossed, you got some skeptical viewpoints. I think people are kind of laughing a little bit at Goff. You got some bulletin board material. I want to. I want to see them react. I want to. I want to see them kind of um, have some pride. I want to see the, a little chip on their shoulder.
1: Robo, what do you think about Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Great. Mm.
1: Thanks, Robo. Joey, your thoughts on what Robo had to offer about Russell?
0: I think there's some salient points. I also agree. None. Zero. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs>